Welcome to the City Alliance Church Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our messages. Our prayer is that you would listen, learn, and be inspired to love God, love others, and serve the world. Subscribe and share these messages to bless others. Here's this week's message. Good morning, City Alliance. It's good to be worshiping with you guys. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you to Pastor Nithin. I hope you're enjoying vacation. I am, uh, I'm glad to be here with you all this morning. I'm excited about the series that you are all in right now, the Bless series. And Pastor Nithin and I met a number of months ago at a, at a conference that, that we were at together called Exponential, and we... Uh, we talked about multiplication and all sorts of things at this conference. But one of the things that him and I shared together was the commonality that we had both read through this book. And we're trying to practice the, the blessed practices together. Uh, this, this book has been impactful in my life. That's by Dave and John Ferguson. And so that's uh, where the series is coming from, is from this book by Dave and John Ferguson. BLESS is an acronym. B-L-E-S-S. B stands for begin with prayer. And we want to be praying for the people that we come into contact with. We want to be praying that God gives us opportunities to show them Jesus' love and ultimately to share the gospel with them. L stands for listen. As we get to know people, as we come into contact with, with lots of different people in our lives, we want to listen to them hear their story. We, wanna, we want to listen more than we speak. And then E is for eat. We want to share meals together and, and share maybe a cup of coffee together. When we sit down at a table together and, and have a conversation, it breaks down all sorts of barriers. The first S, and according to the book, is serve. And so today we're actually going to, going to be swapping the two S's around. The first S is serve, and, and when we have the opportunity to serve people, we're showing them and meeting, or we're showing them Jesus' love and meeting some tangible needs. Hopefully, you've prayed for them at this point, you've listened to their story here, where they're coming from, you've shared a meal with them. Maybe in all of that, hopefully you've picked up on some kind of need that your friend might have, and now you can serve them in a very tangible way. The final S is, is the S that we're going to be looking at today. And that is story. And so today we're going to be talking about sharing our story, sharing the gospel story with our friends, our coworkers, our family, ma- family members, our neighbors, our classmates. And so uh, when I say friends or neighbors, I'm, I, just so you know, I'm talking about everyone that you come into contact with. There we go. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm currently a church planting resident at Danville Iron Mill Church. It's another Alliance church. And it's a two-year program. I'm about halfway through that. And, uh, and Lord willing, in about a year, just a little over a year from now, our plan is that Iron Mill would send us out to the, the town that my family is actually living in right now, in Berwick, Pennsylvania, to plant a new church. Now, uh, our family is really enjoying uh, getting into the community of Berwick, we've enjoyed uh, playing baseball together. We just wrapped up our season of Little League, and my wife and I had the opportunity to coach our Little League team, and we have four children, 
And it just so happens that this year, three of our children, the three oldest, uh, and my wife and myself were all able to be on the same team. So my wife and I were the coaches. We had three of our kids on the team. And we have a young guy who kind of was at practice and he hung out quite a bit with us. But our family has really enjoyed getting into baseball. We like playing baseball. We go home and we talk about baseball. We watch baseball on the TV. We, we watch the highlights after the games are over. And occasionally, we watch a baseball-themed movie. All right? Now, a movie that I loved watching growing up was The Sandlot. And I'm not here to promote and condone everything in The Sandlot, but it's a, it's a mostly family-friendly movie that, that my wife and I enjoyed watching as we grew up. If you're not familiar with this movie, it's, it's a bunch of kids that are friends. They all live in the same neighborhood. They play baseball together all summer long. And in this scene, the friends are sitting outside of a gas station, a convenience store, and they're talking. And this, this uh, young guy, Patrick Renna, who plays Ham in the movie, has a, a candy or, or a bubblegum cigar. And he, he pulls it out and he says, hey guys, who am I? He puts it in his mouth and he says, I'm the great Vino. And his friends look at him like, what did you say? I said, I'm a great Vino. He said, take that thing out of your mouth. We can't understand you. So he takes the bubblegum cigar out of his mouth. And he says, I'm the great Bambino. I'm Babe Ruth. And his friends go, oh, okay. Maybe you've experienced something where you, you're communicating with somebody, but you can't fully understand them because you're not communicating on the same wavelength. You're, you're not on the same page. Maybe you're, you've experienced this with a toddler. Uh, and... Uh, you're around a, a young kid, and this toddler's trying to share something, and probably very excitedly so, but you can't understand what he's saying because it's kind of almost in a different language. So a lot of times you need the parent or maybe an older sibling to translate what that young kid is saying. And we've probably all experienced this, where you're communicating with somebody, but you're, you're not quite tracking. You're not on the same page because there's some kind of communication barrier. And I believe that the story that we read this morning from John chapter 3 is an encounter like that with Jesus and this man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus comes to Jesus and wants to know, how do I get into the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus tells him, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus is not tracking. He's not following. And so he continues to ask questions. And Jesus continues to explain to Nicodemus how he can be born again, what it really means to be born again. Now recently, I read a book called Whoever Tells the Best Story Wins by Annette Simmons. And I really believe that the subtitle tells it all. How to use your own stories to communicate with power and impact. The premise of this book is that humans, people, communicate through narrative, through story. That people connect with one another through narrative. That we learn by narrative. That people are persuaded through narrative. And so in this story, we see Jesus communicating with Nicodemus by sharing the gospel story with him. Picking up in verse 15, Jesus says, Whoever believes in him may have eternal 
life. That's the answer to Nicodemus's question. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Now this morning, if you take nothing else away, I have one line for you. I call it my bottom line, and it's this. That Jesus invites us to bless our neighbors by sharing our story. Jesus invites us to bless our neighbors by sharing our story. Sharing the gospel is more than just actions of of doing good for our neighbors and our friends. Sharing the gospel is sharing words eventually. Up to this point in, in the series and in the acronym of BLESS, it's all been action. We begin with praying for the individual. And then we listen to them. We, we started to build this relationship with an individual. We listened to their story, hear where they're coming from. And then we shared a meal with them. We ate with them. Maybe we had a cup of coffee with them. We engaged in more conversation. The first S is to serve them. You all are going to be serving your community next Sunday. Praise God, that's awesome. You get to build lots of relationships when you have listened to them, when you shared a meal with them, you now understand some needs, and now you're meeting those needs. That gains a lot of relational credibility. The final S now is sharing the gospel, sharing your story with your friend, with your neighbor. And Jesus shows us this in this gospel narrative here in John chapter 3. In grade school, I learned that a story has three parts. A good story has three parts. The problem, the solution, and then the main characters have to make a decision and take action on the solution. So the first thing is the problem. Nicodemus comes to Jesus in our story in John chapter 3, wanting to know, how do I enter the kingdom of God? And people will come to you with all sorts of problems, right? This, this probably happens on a somewhat regular basis. People complain about their work life. They complain about some problems that they're experiencing maybe with their car or their home or their apartment. Maybe they, they share some struggles that they're having with some relationships with their parents or their children or their spouse or a friend. People have problems. We all have problems, right? And we, if, if we take the ear to listen, that gains relational credibility with that person. And then we see the solution. Jesus offers the solution to Nicodemus. He says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. He's talking about himself. To pay the price of death that we deserved. That is the gospel in a nutshell. What Jesus is saying is that God, our heavenly father, originally created us to have perfect communication, to have a perfect relationship with himself. And then sin entered into the world. We chose to sin, and that broke our relationship with our Heavenly Father. The Apostle uh, Paul tells us in, in his letter to the Romans that the consequence of that sin is eternal death. 
eternal separation from God. We call that hell. But God loved us so much, this is what Jesus is saying, is that he sent his only son, Jesus, to live the perfect life that we could not live and then to die the death on the cross that we deserved. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead. And the Apostle Paul goes on in that letter to the Romans and says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so that's the solution. That's the gospel. That's what we get to share with our neighbors. And then it comes time for the decision. What will the main characters in the story do with the information that has been presented to them? In our story here in John chapter 3, it is not recorded right away, Nicodemus' decision. We, we have to actually go forward in the gospel of John all the way to chapter 19 to read whether or not Nicodemus accepted Jesus' words here on this evening that Jesus was sharing. In John chapter 19, we read these words, uh, picking up in verse 38. After these things, this is after Jesus had died, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for, the, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. So we see Nicodemus became a Jesus follower. He was there at Jesus' death and assisted in the burial of Jesus' body. Now we have to remember, as we share the gospel story with our friends and our coworkers, our, our neighbors, that we are not responsible for the, dis, the decision of the person that we're sharing with. We are responsible for sharing the gospel message, but we are not responsible for that person's decision. That, that person's decision is between them and God, and that's it. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus calls his disciples, that includes us, to be witnesses. Not to be arm twisters, not to be persuaders, not to do the saving ourselves, but to be witnesses. As you share the gospel message with people, you will have opportunities to see this. You'll have opportunities uh, for people to come to you and share their problems. I've had opportunities for, for uh, people to share their problems, their, their life issues with me. And you've probably had that same experience. And then we have the opportunity to share the solution. The solution is Jesus. And then it comes time for a decision. And I've had the wonderful opportunity to see many people after I share the gospel, say, yes, I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. I want that in my life. And that's exciting. But there's also been times after sharing the gospel and what Jesus can do for someone that they've said, no. I don't believe that that's true for me. 
I, I, I had, I'm not quite there in my faith journey. As Christians, it, it breaks our hearts because we know the truth. And we want to see the people that we care for come to know Jesus as their Savior as well. But remember our bottom line this morning. Jesus invites us to bless our neighbors by sharing our story. Now some of you may be here this morning or, or maybe following along online and you're, you're thinking, how am I supposed to share my story? Maybe you're a little bit reluctant to share your story or share the gospel. And there's, there's probably a, a few reasons why you may be reluctant to share the gospel. The first is this. You may be saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. I still struggle with sin. And, and my friends know it. My friends know what I struggle with. So they're going to look at me and think, well, that guy's a Christian. He still struggles with blah, blah, blah. Or you may be thinking, what if my friend then asks a question that I don't have the answer to? The good news is that as Christians, we're not perfect people. We're not, we're not expected to be perfect people. We're going to fall. We're going to stumble. We're going to be asked questions that we don't have the answers to. And if it's okay to tell your friend, listen, I am a work in progress. I'm still learning how to walk in this new life that Jesus has given to me. So I'm, I'm still stumbling now and again. But the grace of Jesus covers that for me and my life. And if your friend asks you a question that you don't have the answer to, it's okay to say, you know what, I, I've been a Christian for six months now. I've been a Christian for 25 years now. It doesn't matter. I, I don't have the answer to that. Let me, let me research that. Let me talk to some other people. Let me come back to you with an answer to that question. The second reason you may be reluctant to share the gospel is you may be thinking, I don't want to impose my beliefs on someone else. Maybe when you hear sharing the gospel or evangelism, you think of uh, some loud preacher yelling and screaming and, and maybe throwing the Bible down people's throats. The good news is, that's not how Jesus shared the gospel. Most of the time that we read Jesus sharing the gospel was on a one-on-one -on -one basis, on an individual basis, or a small group of people. Sharing your story should look more like a beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. Sometimes I believe that we are reluctant to share the gospel because the gospel hasn't made an impact in our own lives recently. Or at least we haven't acknowledged that the gospel has made an impact in our lives recently. I'm here to tell you that it's Jesus' strength that gives you joy, that gives you peace, that gives you true contentment in life through all of the mountaintops and the valleys. We sang about that this morning. And that's what the Apostle Paul is telling us in Philippians chapter 4, picking up halfway through verse 11. Paul writes, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's Jesus' strength, that's the gospel, 
that gives us true joy, peace, contentment, no matter what circumstance you have in life, whether things are going really well, maybe you just got a raise at work, you haven't had any issues with the car recently, your relationships are thriving, it's Jesus' strength that helps you to have true contentment in those times. Maybe things aren't going well. Maybe, maybe work is not going great. Maybe there isn't work right now. Maybe your relationships are struggling. It's Jesus' strength in your life. That's the gospel that gives you true peace, true joy and contentment in those times as well. A third reason you may be reluctant to share the gospel is you may be thinking, what if I get rejected? What if I invest, I put myself on the line with my friend, and they say no? I want to again remind you that you are not the agent of salvation. You are to be a witness. You share your story. Share what Jesus has done in your life, what Jesus could do in your friend's life. But it, it is ultimately the Holy Spirit that points others to Jesus. And praise God, he can use our words, but ultimately it is the Holy Spirit that does the work. You are there to share what Jesus has done for your life and what Jesus can do in the life of your friend. Remember our bottom line again this morning. Jesus invites us to bless our neighbors by sharing our story. And so this morning, I want to encourage you all to share your story, to share these story, to share the gospel story. If, if, you, if you have not shared your story, or maybe it's been a long time since you've shared your story, I want to encourage you to write it out. Maybe, uh, maybe record it for yourself and practice it in a mirror. But re- practice telling your story. Sometimes we need to tell ourselves the story so that the gospel continues to make an impact on our lives on a daily basis. I want to encourage you to share your story with your city group, with a small group of believers to remind ourselves of the impact of the gospel. Share your story with your family. Share your story with some close friends. Your story is a big deal. Your story is you literally going from death to life. Maybe it has been a while since you've shared your story, or maybe you have never shared your story. I'd like to give you a quick tool that will help you uh, write your story out or come up with your story. And it's really three steps, three parts to your story. The first is this. What is your, or what was your life like before meeting Jesus? Now, amen. We were all a wreck. We were dead. Even if you became a believer as a young person, your, your life was dead, spiritually dead. You can also talk about what your life might have been like if you had not met Jesus. The second part of your story is how you met Jesus. How did you come to know Jesus? Was it a friend or family member sharing Jesus with you? Maybe it was the Holy Spirit nudging you to just get into the scriptures. Maybe uh, you took uh, a, a dive into some internet videos and you found some, some speakers and some, some preachers on YouTube. 
There's all sorts of ways that people come to meet Jesus. And then the third part of your story is, what is your life like since meeting Jesus? This is the exciting part. It may not look perfect, but you have a completely new outlook on life because of Jesus in your life. This is the gospel. This is exciting. The second part of my challenge this morning to you all is begin to pray and ask God to give you opportunities to share the gospel with your friends, with your neighbors, with your coworkers, with your classmates, your family members. Begin to ask God to give you opportunities to share your story, to share the gospel. Remember our bottom line this morning. Jesus invites us to bless our neighbors by sharing our story. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for loving us. For loving us so much that you sent your only son to die on the cross. We know that we deserved that death. We thank you for your son, Jesus, for living that perfect life, for sacrificing himself. God, we know that you raised him from the dead then, and we celebrate that. We know that him coming back to life means that we can now have a relationship with you, our heavenly father. God, we praise you for that. God, we pray that you would give us that love that you have for us, that you would give us that love for the people that we see and and come into contact with on a regular basis. We pray that you would have that love so much inside of us that it just overflows and overwhelms us that we can't help but to love the people in our lives. God, we pray that we would be able to have opportunities now, even this week, maybe this afternoon or tomorrow, that we would be able to uh, clearly share the gospel with someone. God, we're going to thank you in advance in faith believing that this will happen. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that today's message encouraged and inspired you. If you live in the Williamsport region of PA, we'd love to engage you in person. You can find more information on service times, city groups, and our incredible kids and youth ministry at citylions.org. That's citylions.org.